0: Don't Depend on Daddy is an unfiltered, safe space, empowering young professionals to build independence in their 20s and beyond, whether it be personal, professional, or financial. Regardless of your age, relationship status, or job title, the most consistent person in your life is you. So join me and let's build our independence together. Enjoy. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Don't Depend on Daddy the Podcast. My name is Michaela. I am your host, and this episode is long overdue. We are going to be talking about spending time alone without being lonely. Before we get into it, we're going to go through all our usual stuff. So first, we'll start with housekeeping. First things first, as always, you can get $10 off the Personal Finance Dashboard if you use the code PODCAST1. If you are a new listener, the Personal Finance Dashboard is my signature financial planning tool. All the information you need to know about it is linked in the show notes, so go check it out. Second, go download the financial planning checklist and you will automatically be enrolled in my free financial planning email course that takes you through the four phases of putting together your own plan for your money. Really awesome course, very informative, and if you are starting your financial journey or just need a little refresh, depending on when you're listening to this, go check that out. Next, as always, if you have not ordered Own Your Money, you totally should. You can also listen to it for free If you are listening to this on Spotify Premium, Own Your Money is my debut book. And this summer I'm coming out with Own Your Career, which is gonna be my second book that pairs with Own Your Money. So make sure you grab a copy of Own Your Money. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and Indie Books. And finally... If you are interested in additional support, you're looking to collab with some other financially focused individuals, maybe you have specific financial goals you are working towards and you need a little bit of extra help, a little bit of extra support, come join the Break Your Budget Inner Circle. This is my monthly membership. It's $10 a month where you get live calls with me. Every Monday we do weekly office hours. We have lots of great questions going on and it's a really great time to just hold yourself accountable Build confidence in your financial situation and reach your goals. Lots of different resources, monthly masterclasses, everything, you know, under the sun. So come join us in there and I hope to see you on the call next Monday. Now, let's move into our Don't Depend on Daddy moment of the week. So as a reminder, this moment of the week is an opportunity to share a moment of independence. It can be anything and my goal here is to highlight like the day-to-day moments where we show up for ourselves that get overlooked. So if you wanna submit your Don't Depend on Daddy moment of the week, feel free to do so in the show notes. This week, I'm gonna be sharing one of mine, and it's actually related to my business, Break Your Budget. So I made a big investment in my business this week. I enrolled in a course to help really just elevate some of my backend systems that have, what I feel like, been duct taped together for a while, Um, something about me is I am not super tech savvy. Like I'm able to figure out the basics of stuff, but when it comes to keeping a business alive on its own, so like email systems, chatbot systems, all that kind of stuff, it's very intimidating to me. And so I tend to put it off and just focus on what I'm good at, which I feel like is creating content and like my workflows and that kind of thing. So I made a big investment in my business. I'm really excited. We are starting next week. So at the time you're listening to this, my course has already sort of started. I'm not gonna say what it is yet just because I haven't taken it yet. But once I take it, if I find that it's a really great course, um, I will definitely share the details if you are also a business owner looking to sort of up-level some of your systems. But I don't wanna recommend it if it's not good. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm really proud of myself because I don't often... Invest in my business. I feel like I'm one of those bootlegger kind of people who, you know, tries to bootstrap everything on my own. And I've just reached a point where if I want to scale, if I want to get to that next level and really spend the majority of my time on content creation and just making all of my content the best it can possibly be, then I do really need to focus and invest on building up some of my systems. So I'm proud of myself for doing this, pushing myself out of my comfort zone a little bit. And Taking things to the next level. So stay tuned. I'm very excited. Now we've got the housekeeping, don't depend on daddy moment of the week out of the way. Let's move into the episode. The idea for this week's episode was actually spurred by a cue box that I posted up on my Break Your Budget Instagram the other day. And somebody asked me, How much time do you spend alone and how do you avoid feeling lonely? And I think this was like a genuine question, but, you know, when you're on the internet and people perceive your life, it can make you feel really self-conscious, which is something that I very regularly struggle with. And I sort of interpreted it or like self-reflected on it and I was like, oh my God, do I look like a huge loser because I spend so much time by myself? Which, again, that was not the intention of the question. It was sent in very politely and nicely. But that's just how I kind of felt about it. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I... I'm not embarrassed to be alone. Um, I feel like I've really built up my life and my independence throughout my twenties because of the fact that I've spent a lot of time by myself. I would say partially by choice, not entirely by choice, because you know there's external factors that impact that. But it's really, you know, ultimately the entire theme and mission of this podcast, and it is one of the reasons why I've been able to build so much. Independence, I feel like at such a young age. So, we are going to be talking about being alone without feeling like you're alone and learning how to be alone and enjoying your own company no matter what phase of life you're in. I genuinely believe that spending time alone is one of the best ways to build confidence. And confidence is essentially, you know, like the antidote to feeling lonely. If you're confident in who you are, if you're confident in the direction you're moving your life, your friendships, your career, your money, you really don't have time or energy to feel lonely because you're too busy, like literally being your own best friend, which I feels like is, I mean, I know that sounds cheesy, but it is true. And I don't mean for this to be super dark, but like no matter what your life situation is, at the end of the day, the truly only person you can 110% rely on is yourself because you are the only person who has control. Like you only have control over you is the point I'm trying to make. Like even if you're married, even if you have all the trust in the world with someone, you really don't know what the circumstances of life could turn out to be. You only know what you can do about it. So Building that relationship with yourself, building confidence through building independence, learning how to become your own best friend and proving to yourself that you can rely on you and keep the promises you make, I think is a really, really, really important thing to do. Again, no matter what phase of life you're in, whether you're in your single era or you're married or you're in a relationship or you're engaged or whatever, it doesn't really matter. You still gotta focus on your relationship with yourself. So for me, learning how to be alone hasn't really been all entirely my choice, which again, I know sounds kind of dark and twisted, but it's not. I have been single for the majority of my twenties. I've lived in different cities where I've had to make new friends. I've lived at home for a while during the pandemic. And now, you know, I live alone and I work alone. And just by nature of how my life is currently set up, because I have my own business and I live in my own apartment, I have really had to get comfortable being by myself for A lot more time, I guess, than I've been used to in the past. And so today I'm going to share how you can get comfortable being alone and learn how to be by yourself without feeling lonely, because I feel like most of the time I'm not lonely or loneliness comes in waves that are few and far between, A lot of us in our 20s and even 30s go through periods of isolation or times where we feel lonely. And over the last couple of years, I've really learned how to lean into it and just be comfortable in my solitude and learning how to fill my time without feeling sad or sorry for myself. So before we get into it, I do want to preface this episode with a few important just like things that I think are necessary to say. So first, I want to be very clear that I do also get lonely sometimes and there have been periods in my life, some that have been recent, where I've felt really lonely and really isolated and the purpose of this episode isn't to gaslight anyone or tell you that being lonely is a bad thing because it's normal to feel lonely. The goal here is to help you navigate it and share how I have Navigated it, I guess, in my own life. Second, I want to emphasize and be really clear that being alone is not and should not be sad. Our culture and society, I think, is really bad at empowering singleness or solitude. And I genuinely feel like that is one of its biggest faults. It's a shame because obviously, you know, we need human connection, and I never want to downplay that. I need it, you need it. But as we go through life stages, especially in your mid, late 20s, early 30s, I think is where everybody's life really starts to branch off in different directions, it's normal to experience periods where you are alone or feel isolated or feel like you're the only person going through something. And we do need to talk about it more. And then third here is me sharing this does not mean that I want to be alone forever I'm selfishly putting this disclaimer in here so that universe or God or whoever the heck is listening to this, whatever, because I've mentioned before that I'm actively seeking new friends. I'm actively seeking a relationship, a boyfriend. So I wanna be sure that I'm verbalizing that and that it's out there. I do not wanna be alone forever. I'm not sharing this because I plan to be alone forever. I am sharing this because this is an experience that I've had and I know that somebody listening to this at some point can relate to it 100%. I also just too want to say here that this is a PSA. If you're a girl in your 20s and you're in LA and you ever want to grab coffee, don't be shy to message me. I can't always promise that I'm available or able to, but I, and I can't meet up with everyone obviously, but I'm open to meeting you and you know, send me a message. If you don't hear back from me on DM, send me an email. I've met up with people who follow me and listen to the podcast before for coffees and stuff. My mind is open to it. I'm looking to make friends, so if you think we would get along, um, don't be shy and put yourself out there. So I'll leave that there. Now that that is out of the way, here is what I'm going to cover in this episode. So first, I'm going to share my own solitude journey, is what I'm going to call it. Second, I'm going to navigate. I'm going to share how to navigate like being sad or feeling sad and lonely. And then third, I'm going to share a couple of tips for like becoming your own best friend, building independence. I mean, two and three sort of go hand in hand, but I've done my best to separate them out a little bit to be a little more tactical. So we'll start here with my solitude journey is what I'm calling it. Um, So I am going to share all of the periods, I guess, throughout my post-grad experience where I have felt the most alone, or isolated, or lonely. And I'm sharing this because the context is important. And I would love to hear if anybody out there relates to any of it. Because again, I know I'm not alone in this feeling. And I'm kind of, uh, I guess, putting myself in a position to be incredibly vulnerable here, because this obviously isn't something that I often share. And I guess the podcast is really the only place I'll ever verbalize this. I would say that I didn't ever really start feeling lonely or discover the realities of solitude being a struggle throughout life until I was 25 during the pandemic. So you know, when I first graduated college, I moved to Boston with a bunch of my friends from college. We all kind of moved to the same city. And I was working in a job where I was surrounded by people my age all the time. I was in the office every day. We did happy hours and social stuff after work, Every week, I had roommates, and I was pretty much never alone. I never really felt loneliness because of this. My social time was built into my workday, and when I came home, I actually craved alone time to sort of hibernate and prepare for the next day. Like There were days where I would leave my house at 6 a.m., 5 a.m. to go to the gym. I'd have a whole workday. After work, we'd go to happy hour and dinner, and like I wouldn't get home until 10 o'clock, And at no point during that day was I alone. Um, And beyond that, like I lived close to all of my friends. We could all walk to each other's apartments and it was easy to do things. And that was just normal city life pre pandemic for me. So that was 2017 to 2019, early 2020. When the pandemic happened, this is where things started to change for me. And I think, you know, they changed for everyone. I'm not. This isn't a unique experience. We all felt lonely during the pandemic. But basically, I moved home, so I wasn't alone necessarily because my parents were there. But I was on Cape Cod, which is far away from Boston. It's like an hour and a half drive. And there was nothing going on in the city at that point. But I also had no social scene because we, A, weren't allowed to have that. B, I was with my parents. And C, even if I had been, you know, closer I didn't have a pod, I guess. You know, people had their like little pandemic groups of people they hung out with. I didn't really have that. That was just my parents because of the location of where I was. And this was nice for a while. I really enjoyed it. For a few months, I think just because, you know, after three plus years of living a really fast paced city life, I was just tired and kind of reaching that breaking point of I need a break, but I feel guilty because I want to be enjoying and living my life. But after about six months, I would say of being at home is when the realities of the whole situation started to sink in and I started to get, you know, a little bit more sad and lonely. Again, I feel like we all felt that way. And I channeled all of that energy that I had into break your budget, which has paid dividends, you know, at this point in my life and I wouldn't trade that time for anything but I do feel this weird sense of resentment and like I missed out on my on my mid 20s because of the pandemic which I think fuels this sort of late 20s early 30s panic I'm currently experiencing a little bit because when I entered the pandemic I was 24 and by the time the pandemic was fully over I was 27 like it feels really unfair And obviously that changed everything about how we've lived our life now. Like I just feel when I think about the pandemic and like the time that I lost and now the phase of life I'm currently in, it makes me angry. Again, I know I'm not the only person who feels that way. Like, and I know that there are people who are like, oh, I missed college and whatever my college experience wasn't the same. I genuinely feel like those of us who were like 23, 24, 25 during the beginning of the pandemic stru- were in the worst position because that is such a formative time for meeting people, building relationships, building your social life, having a life. That's like you're the peak almost of building up your 20s. And I don't feel like I was able to have that. And now I'm in, all of a sudden, I'm in my late 20s, right? Like I feel like I blinked and I'm 28, I'm turning 29 in a couple of months. And it feels like my life is now just getting started because I missed a lot of that time. So, you know, I feel angry when I think about that, but that's besides the point. And now, you know, fast forward to when I moved to LA, I was 26, I moved into an apartment with a roommate, but I didn't have a ton of friends out here, My closest friend that lived out here actually ended up literally getting a boyfriend the day after I moved here, which I'm really happy, excited for her. They're still together and it's going well. But like, you know, if you're single, you know that when your friend gets a boyfriend, it's like you grieve that relationship because you know that everything is about to change. And she was that person for me out here. And we never really got to have that time together which like was also challenging for me when I moved out here. But you know, I I felt excited and happy to be in LA in those first few months after I got here, but it was a really challenging time as is any move. It was a little bit isolating and it was hard to initially make friends. So I found that I was almost Not dreading, but I wasn't looking forward to the weekends because I didn't have a a friend group. Like I didn't have plans and I was just feeling a little bit alone, navigating like I had been with my parents. So I relied on them a lot more than I feel like I should have been in my 20s. Again, just because I was living at home. So that tends to happen. You like regress a little bit when you live at home. And I was trying to make friends out here, but it was hard and I just felt lonely And so I ended up making friends through friends of friends, reaching out to mutual friends. I reconnected with some old friends. And that was like a journey. I would say that was like a six-month to a year-long journey of navigating finding friends. And now I feel like I have a pretty solid friend group. Again, always looking to make more friends. And I went through periods of loneliness for sure in those first couple of years of being here or year and a half. But I was feeling a lot better Compared to the pandemic and obviously a lot happier to have access to like a social scene and finally feel like my life was moving forward because during the pandemic, I felt really stuck, which again, I think was normal. But now I'm going to fast forward to my next phase here in LA, which was when I made the decision to live alone. So that was just about a year ago now. I was super ready to live alone, but I did not realize how isolating living alone can really be especially when you also work alone. So that's the other layer to this, I guess, solitude journey, like I said, what I'm calling this, because I I work alone too, like I don't have coworkers. So over the last year of living alone, I think is where loneliness has really hit me the most outside of that pandemic period, But, you know, it's also been a period of extreme personal growth because I've had to learn how to sit with myself and be by myself and figure things out on my own without having a person there, like a roommate or my parents, to help me. I would say the downside to this is I've almost become hyper independent, which is not something I'm proud of. And it's something that I'm actively trying to work on. Like, I'm actively trying to say yes and allow people to help me um, or, you know, do things for me when those periods or opportunities come up. But as a result of living alone, I now spend probably like 70 to 75% of my time in solitude, like truly by myself, which might sound insane to some people, especially if you have roommates or you have a partner or you live with someone or something But when you really think about the realities of day-to-day life, it kind of makes sense because most people work 40-hour weeks. So Monday through Friday during the day, morning, day, and into many of the evenings. If you're not in an office and you're not living with another person, you're just working at home by yourself. Like the alternative would be I'd be going into an office and I'd be surrounded by people. But you know, who's to say if those people were actually people I'd want to be around? I guess that's kind of up in the air. And that's really of the majority of the time I spend truly by myself. I would say outside of that, you know, I make a point two to three nights a week to be going to a Pilates class um, or to have plans in the evenings. But otherwise, I'm just staying home, cooking, hanging out by myself. And then on the weekends, you know, that's really where I'm making an active point to be social and meet up with friends, which I'll get to. But I think this is a reality again for a lot of people who work from home is you do spend a lot of time alone. It's emphasized if you also live alone. And it is hard as you move into these later years of your 20s where everybody's busy. Like even And even if people aren't doing plans during the week, you know, if you're going, all of my friends work in an office. So like they're going to the office all day and then they have to drive, uh, they have to commute home 30 to 45 minutes. Like you're just kind of going about your own life. And it's not an indicator of, I guess, a, a lack of interest in hanging out. It's more just like, I'm, I'm doing my job. Like I'm going to work, I'm going home, I'm doing my routines and stuff. That is the reality of life. So over the last year, I have definitely felt a lot lonelier than I expected as a result of living alone just because I spend so much time at home working. Working alone and living alone is a unique combo because I don't really get that social time that I used to get at work, which I miss, but I wouldn't trade it because I don't wanna work like a nine to five job. And I'd be lying if I said that it hasn't been mentally challenging because it has I've had periods too where I've been really sad or almost like, I don't want to say I was depressed, but borderline depressed because sometimes I feel like I'm some huge loser because I spend all this time alone, but I want to share it because I know I'm not the only person out there who has experienced this or is experiencing this. And I do think that if more people talked about it, we could actually make more of an effort to connect people who are feeling this way. So the other aspect of this loneliness too that I have experienced as of late has been in my relationships because I'm at this weird inflection point in my life, which again is normal for late 20s and into your early 30s where all of my friends are in different life stages, I guess. I'm single and luckily the majority of my friends in LA are also currently single, which is lovely. Um, Because we all are on the same page about things. I mean, I have a few friends that are in longer-term relationships out here. But the majority of people who I'm hanging out with on the weekends are single. So I don't feel like my girlfriends and stuff are all, like, off doing their own things. And I'm, like, the last one standing. But a lot of my close friends from college who don't live in L.A. And that I meet in Boston are, you know, they're married or engaged or... Just in different phases of life than me. And that makes it really hard to relate to them. And as a result, you know, that kind of leads to outside of the physical distance, but it leads to just distance in the friend group, in the friendship, because it's like, it's not that we have nothing to talk about, but it's just different. Um, That dynamic totally changes. And again, that's something that you experience. In your twenties, late twenties, I I know everybody listening to this knows what I mean when I say that, because it sort of presents this weird dynamic where couples do couple things together and single friends are left out. Like I have a few of my best friends from college who are married, engaged, like they do couple trips together, and I'm not included in that because I don't have a boyfriend, I'm not married, which isn't intentional, but like it's just that weird. It's a weird dynamic. It's hard. It's hard to navigate. Um, And it doesn't feel good. It can feel isolating, but that's not how it is in reality, if that makes sense. And then beyond that, even with my single friends, like I mentioned, we all have lives and we're all living and working and doing things and balancing different friendships and have to prioritize one-on-one time with people. And even if you have a circle of friends, it doesn't always mean that you have plans all the time or you always have things to do and sometimes that leads to having weekends with no plans or weekends where everyone is busy and that can also be a really isolating feeling this has happened to me a couple of times over the last few weekends where i'm like oh my god do i have no friends and it's that's not the case the case is just like people are out of town you know other things are going on parents are visiting like it's just different priorities not every weekend can be the best most fun plan-filled weekend ever. But again, this has made me feel a bit lonelier than usual, so I think this is a good time to sort of talk about just how I've been navigating it because while I have been feeling lonely, or I guess recognized these feelings of loneliness a little bit more than I have in the past, as a result, it's pushed me a little bit harder to make an effort and reach out and push myself out of my comfort zone a bit to, again, continue to widen my net. So that is my own journey. And I've been feeling as of late a little bit, I don't want to say weird, but just like navigating this in between right now, because I have this fear in my life that like, what if nothing changes? But that's not, again, the reality of life. Like, Historically, at least in my life, that's not the reality of life. And I don't know. I just feel like I am not the only person who feels or experiences this. So if you relate, let me know. I know it sounds kind of depressing, but it isn't. And it doesn't have to be. And I want to really emphasize that being alone, whether that be periods of time alone, being single, maybe if you're going through a breakup or something is normal. It's normal as you move through your life to have periods of solitude. So, yeah, I want to emphasize that. But now that I've sort of laid all of that out, I want to talk about navigating periods of loneliness because as a result of spending so much time alone, I have figured out how to be alone without feeling lonely all the time. So, I have three big tips here that I'm going to share. First, is continuing to remind myself and remembering that loneliness is temporary and that I am capable of making, building, and maintaining quality friendships and relationships in my life. It's a choice to stay isolated. And honestly, I'm like a naturally introverted person, so that really is my most comfortable state of being but I know that I don't want to be or feel this way forever. And so I constantly have to remind myself that there will be a day where I have a partner and probably kids and lots of times where I wish I was alone. So I just wanna enjoy this period of my life now for what it is. And then beyond that, I have so much proof from the past that I'm capable of making friends and meeting new people, which is something that's easy to forget when what you see in front of you isn't really what you want in this moment of time. So I have periods where I get so overwhelmed about like the future of my life and the what if I never find anyone and what if all my friends move on and I'm the only one who never did. And if you couldn't tell, like I'm a little bit of a catastrophizer. So I always think worst case scenario, which I'm working on. And then I look back and I'm like, wait a minute. If 99% of the people that I spend my time with here in LA are people I didn't even know existed before moving here that i'm capable of making new friends building new relationships putting myself out there and like building a life and i made all of these friends on my own accord so i can continue to make friends if i continue to put myself out there and continue to try and i think loneliness can kind of push you into this little tunnel of nobody likes me i'm a loser and that's just not the reality like what you think is not always the truth But this is a reminder that always makes me feel better and more empowered that my life is my choice. And even during times where it feels like I'm a victim of my own circumstance, I have the choice and the power to change things if I'm willing to get a little bit uncomfortable. And so as a result, like I've pushed myself to go, I've mentioned this in the past, like go into social settings that were a little bit intimidating or uncomfortable for me to reach out first to get back onto dating apps and like start dating again, which is not fun, but it is if I wanna have a boyfriend, like I've gotta meet people. So it's that kind of thing where I remind myself I'm in the position I'm currently in because I'm capable of making friends and building relationships. So that is really important. If you are struggling with this, I would look back at your life and look at all of your friends and look at your experiences and remind yourself that you are, a capable person who can make friends and forge relationships and nurture those relationships. Second is I have created and curated some pretty specific routines, hobbies, and areas of interest for myself, both in my job and outside of it. I think a big catalyst for loneliness is a lack of purpose. And I found that during times where I have no routines or hobbies or things to fill my time I end up doom scrolling on social media and seeing everyone else showcase how not lonely they are and that makes me feel worse. So if I'm feeling bad about myself or for myself, which I really try to not get into that headspace, then I'm way less likely to put my best foot forward and I am a cancer. That's my zodiac sign. And I really do feel like I embody a lot of characteristics of cancers, like I retreat into my shell. I isolate myself. I'm quiet. And so if I allow myself to like get down and feel bad about my life, I retreat. I withdraw. And I've noticed that pattern about myself. And I try really, really hard to be self-aware about it. And so I've developed routines that give me structure during the work days and on my weekends, which I do have a whole podcast episode about all of my routines. And then beyond that, I've really focused on developing some hobbies that allow me to use my free time to actually become an interesting person. That is a big one too. Like I don't want to be one of those cliche people that's like being single is a gift and like blah, blah, blah. But I do really think that there is a time in your life that not everybody gets. So I tell myself this, I'm lucky that I've been able to develop a personality and develop interests outside of a relationship. And so I've leaned into my interests. I stay busy, even if it means doing things alone. And so lately for me, that's been going to Pilates classes, which I really, really, really enjoy going to coffee shops to work and just being out in the world, hiking, um, which I do a lot of times with friends, but if nobody's available, I go by myself You only to safe hikes though, that I know I can do alone that like other people are on. Leaning into my coffee interest, so my espresso machine. I've actually made some friends as a result of that, which has been nice. Learning how to crochet, which I'm getting back into now. And reading, like I do a lot of reading too, which again, I read at home, I read at the park, I read at the beach. Like there are so many things you can do to keep your mind occupied and avoid doom scrolling or making yourself feel like a victim. So think about hobbies, They can be, again, hobbies you do with people, hobbies you do by yourself, but definitely make sure that anything you're spending time on is something you can do. I would say definitely make it something you can do alone too so that if you are by yourself or, again, in a period of solitude, you are not thinking about all the things that you couldn't be missing out on. You're busy developing a skill or a hobby or area of interest because I don't think there's anything less cool, or more lame than someone who has no interests, no hobbies, and nothing going on. Um, Like if you are, again, alone, single, navigating, finding friends, whatever, a period of solitude, do something. Fill your time with stuff. Like don't be, don't be one of those people who has no interests or only spends all their time on their phone. And third I am no longer afraid to reach out or be the person, the first person to reach out. I used to think that if no one reached out to me for plans, then like they didn't want to see me. (laughs) And that is just not the truth or reality. I think it's a good reminder that people are busy and everyone has their own lives going on. And honestly, like they're not thinking about you, which can feel isolating, but it should also be empowering that like, So long as you're confident in your friendships and stuff, you should know that not hearing from someone for a few days is not an indication of that relationship. It means they're probably busy. And in order to have a friend, you need to be a friend. So obviously be self-aware about it because you don't want to be like that person who's always reaching out to someone first if they're trying to like not be your friend anymore. So, you know, read the room. But if the vibes are off, drop that. But in general... Reaching out first isn't something to be afraid of. Like I always used to be, I would tell myself that like, oh, it's annoying if I text somebody first. Again, that's just not true. It's easy for me to get into my head and assume the worst and again, catastrophize because that's what I am. But I've learned to recognize that these are just my thoughts. They aren't reality. And honestly, again, a lot of my friendships wouldn't have ever come to be if I was afraid to reach out first. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there um, because if you don't, try, you know, then at that point, the only person you can really blame is you. So those are my three tips for navigating periods of loneliness, reminding myself that this is a temporary phase of life, even though it's felt kind of like my whole adult life. It's just not the reality. Um, When I actually reflect on it and when I was planning out this episode and stuff, I realized like, okay, the only times that I've really felt lonely, truly lonely in my 20s have been during the pandemic, which is when everybody was feeling lonely and a handful of times over, I would say like the last five to six months when I've just been, I think just in a funk that I've been trying to get myself out of. And I've realized the solution to getting myself out of this funk is actually expanding my network, not like leaning into only self-care and bettering myself. Um, The second one was creating and curating routines, hobbies, areas of interest. And then third, not being afraid to be the first person to reach out or initiate plans. There is no shame in texting somebody first and asking them to hang out. And if they say no, depending on the way they say no, you can sort of navigate from there. Now, I want to finish off this episode by moving into a few tips on how to embrace solitude and learn how to be your own best friend. Because I will say, while I do continue to hope and intend to build relationships, nurture relationships, get a boyfriend this year. I am really, really, really proud of myself and actually happy with the way my life has turned out because I do feel like I have been blessed and am lucky to have been able to sort of become my own best friend and become interesting and create a career for myself and sort of forge my own life on its own and build the confidence that no matter what happens in my life, whether or not I find a partner um, or whether or not my friends sort of branch into different life stages that like I can have a life of my own accord and I can do the things that I want to do regardless. I think that is a really important place to get to because loneliness too stems from feeling lack. Lack. And if I don't feel lack in my own company, then I'm, I win, you know, I win at this game, I guess that we call life. So here are a few tips that I've learned throughout my twenties on how to embrace solitude and just be your own person. So first is to curate routines in your life. And this sort of goes back to that earlier point, but Creating routines can help you develop a purpose in your day-to-day. And I really look at routines as a form of self-care. And if you're working on your relationship with yourself, developing routines as a form of self-care is a great way to do it. They also help build confidence, which as I mentioned, is the antidote to loneliness. So the routines that I would focus on first, I think these are the most important would be a nighttime routine and a weekend routine because these are generally the times where you may be feeling the most alone or lonely. Nighttime for me tends to be the time when I get the most sad. If I am in a period of being sad, like that's usually when I'm in my head, like it's dark out, I'm by myself. And I never want to push my own thoughts away but I find that staying busy and focused on something is really how I get the most in tune with myself. And again, build that confidence and don't spiral in my own twisted thoughts that are not reality. I have a nighttime routine where once I shut off work, I will take my shower and do all of my skincare and stuff. I like to cook dinner, so I cook myself dinner pretty much every night. And then I sit down and I'll watch a show, Or I'll read my book or something. And then around 8.39 o'clock, I get into bed. And this is definitely where I read. I've been reading a lot of romance books because that's an area I'm currently lacking and manifesting into my life. But read whatever you want. Uh, Read what you actually enjoy. I did dabble a little bit in fantasy. So I really enjoyed that. I might read ACOTAR. So if you think I should, let me know. But finding a nighttime routine that makes me feel good has made me feel less alone during the work week, which is generally when I have like the least amount of social plans going on. Next, I wanna talk about weekend routines because these are really important, especially if you have a weekend where you don't really have any plans, which is normal. I know we see on social media, everybody is sharing all the stuff they have going on. People are only sharing stuff when they're doing stuff. So remember that. Like a lot of times people are not I mean, 100% of the time, people are not posting when they're by themselves or when they don't have plans. So it's normal to have a weekend or two or three where you don't have a lot going on, especially if you don't have kids or you're not married or something. Like if you're just in your 20s navigating life, it's normal to have a period of time or a couple of weekends where you don't have plans. So I use the weekends or like these weekend routines To make the weekend feel like a weekend and also treat myself and make it feel a little bit more special. So, first, if I'm spending a Friday night alone where I'm staying in, I'll shut off my work usually around four o'clock on Fridays and I'll go on a long walk, generally by the beach, weather dependent, but I like to save my long walks on Fridays for after work as sort of like a shutting down the week. And I do my best to make it a little bit different than my usual walking routine. So like I said, that's when I'm, I'll am i go to the beach if I'm able to. In the summertime, I like to do Friday afternoon hikes when I can. And on my way home, I will pick up takeout from my favorite Thai place. It's called Thai Vegan in Santa Monica. And I'll get a little drink. So that could be a poppy or an Olipop. I'll stop at Whole Foods on the way home. Or if I'm in the mood, I'll get a Diet Coke or something of that sort to just, again, make the evening Little bit more special, and I come home. I'll do my full everything shower, usually, I'll self tan, and then I will watch TV with my takeout. I'll watch a show or a movie, usually, Friday nights. I like to watch movies, and I really try to stay off my phone because I find again, Friday nights, especially if I'm on my phone seeing what everybody else is doing, I feel sad if I don't have plans. And sometimes, if I'm feeling crazy, I might even take an edible and then I just go to bed early. I'll do my red light mask. And I just make the evening peaceful. I've grown to love solo Friday nights, especially if I do have plans during the week. The weekend. I like to keep Friday nights as like me time. That's a little bit different from my weeknight routine. For Saturdays alone, I will always let myself sleep in without an alarm, although this doesn't really make a huge difference for me because a lot of times I still wake up at like 7 or 730 And whenever I wake up, I will get out of the house for my morning workout. So this could be going to a Pilates class, which I like to do. I don't do this a lot on Saturday mornings because the instructor I like doesn't teach on Saturday mornings. But if I am going to go to a class, I'll branch out and go to like a different studio or something because I use ClassPass, so I kind of have the freedom to do that. Or I will go on a hike. Um, Again, I have my solo hikes that I like. Or I'll go on a beach walk. If I spend Friday night in... I do find that I feel a lot better when I get out of the house on Saturday mornings. Again, we're talking about purpose. It feels good to get out into the world and to like not be holed up in my apartment. And then after I do that, I'll treat myself to like a coffee or a smoothie or maybe I'll go to Erewhon and get a little treat or something. I like to make it special because I don't usually do that during the week. And then I'll come home, shower, whatever. And then I aim to use the afternoons productively. So sometimes the afternoons I have plans. But again, we're talking about a solo weekend. So imagine I don't have any plans on Saturday afternoons. Um, I would use this time to like run some errands. Maybe I'd go to the mall. I'd go to a bookstore, something, home goods, Marshalls. Like if I need things, I'll do errands. If I don't need anything, then I will go park my butt at a coffee shop, maybe get a little work done, read my book. I'll go to the park. Um, In the summertime, I like to go to the beach. I just do my best to not spend my day sitting at home alone. Like I really make a point to keep my Saturdays out of the house. And the beauty of LA is that there's generally lots to do outside, weather dependent obviously, but I will venture out. Because I don't want to be spending, I already spend Monday through Friday pretty much at home. Um, I am going to coffee shops more, but I definitely don't want to be spending all day Saturday at home. And then Sundays are, I use them as reset days, as does, I think, a lot of people. Um, especially if I don't have social plans, which I, I do actively try Saturdays and Sundays to do a social activity on both of the days. It doesn't always happen, but if I'm having a full solo weekend, Sundays are full reset days for me. So I'll sleep in a little bit. I will go to the farmer's market. Um, I have one that's closer to my apartment, but sometimes I'll drive to a different one that I like a little bit better. I'll hit the grocery store to fill in the gaps there. I will do a full clean of my apartment. So laundry, sheets, wiping everything down, cleaning the floors, all that kind of stuff. And I'll just get my life ready for the week. And I'll cook, like I'll do all that kind of stuff. Doing this makes me feel really good. It makes me feel like I'm in control of my life and it makes me feel really confident in who I am becoming because I wanna show up as my best self all the time for me, but eventually too for somebody else. And so I wanna make sure that I have my act together. So when I do enter that phase of life, which I will. I'm ready mentally, physically. Like I have all the things going on in my life that I can be the best person for that phase of life. My next tip here for navigating solitude is setting intentional alone time where you are doing some sort of activity. And this is really important because making a choice to do something alone is really empowering. I try to do at least one thing by myself alone per week, which at this point isn't really hard for me to do, Um, But I've really made it a habit that no matter what, I get out of my, I get out of the house by myself regularly. It doesn't have to be a whole ordeal, but it does need to be something that's just outside of your regular routine. So like I go on my walks and everything around my apartment, but I do make a point once a week at a minimum to go on a walk somewhere else. So for me, I really enjoy going to Palisades Park, which is like an area by the water in Santa Monica. And I like to do a long solo walk with a podcast or again, I'll go on a solo hike, which I have my few safe hikes I like to do by myself, or I'll go to the park and I'll read alone or I'll go to the beach alone when the weather is good. But I make a point to do an activity that's not working outside of my house alone especially things that you could be doing with someone else. So like I could be going on a walk with someone, I could be going to the beach with someone, but it helps to prove to me that like I can do this alone. I can show up for myself even when other people are busy or can't or don't want to or whatever. And this is really important for building confidence because being comfortable going places by yourself and doing activities alone, again, helps you reinforce the idea in your own brain that you are able to do it. It could be stepping out of your comfort zone too. So maybe going to a class alone. Like I used to be intimidated to go to workout classes by myself and now I'd rather go alone. Um, Another example too that I'm doing in my own life is I'm signing up for a pottery class this spring. I've been meaning to do it, but because I've been doing traveling and stuff, it like interferes with the schedule. So after my last ski trip, I'm gonna be signing up for a pottery class and I'm planning to do it by myself because I really wanna push myself to talk to people and to just be in my community doing something a little bit different hopefully meeting some new people by myself because that's a skill that i want to develop i want to be a social person i want to be able to talk to people and i don't want to feel like i feel like if i were to do that with a friend i wouldn't be talking to other people i'd be talking to that friend so explore your community set solo dates for yourself join facebook groups join communities of other people so you can meet other people like Another example is, um, I am going to be, or I, I joined it, I guess on Instagram, there's an influencer who's moving to LA and she's putting together like a little girls run walk club. I'm joining that. And I'm going to be doing it alone because if I show up with a friend then I'm not going to talk to other people. So I'm really making an effort to join those communities and show up and push myself out of those comfort zones so that I can why did my net, make more friends and prove to myself that like, I can do this. So setting intentional alone time where you're doing some type of activity, joining groups, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone is key. And then my last tip here is to really invest in yourself and invest in your appearance, invest in your space, invest in your development, and don't be afraid to do so. This one obviously depends on your life stage. But for me, You know, being a solo entrepreneur, living alone, being single, I am in my era of investing myself and spending my hard earned money on me because there will be a day where I am not doing this and I wanna feel my best when that day comes. So I've set a few personal goals for myself that require spending money. First being, you know, upgrading and elevating my style, which I've talked about. And second being ensuring that my house feels like a home. And I found that investing in quality things in my day-to-day life and my clothes that I feel good in has made me feel so much better about myself and more confident when I leave my apartment. And I just want to feel good in how I look, how I feel, what I'm wearing, and what better time to figure that out than when I'm on my like solitude solo journey here. So this last tip is really don't be afraid to spend money on yourself within reason, of course, and invest in who you are. So taking that pottery class, for example, like that's an investment in myself. That's investing in my hobbies. It's investing in my personal development. It's investing in, you know, putting myself in an opportunity to meet other people, hopefully like-minded people who are also kind of doing these things, investing in my home, making my house feel like a home, investing in my clothes so that I feel confident in my appearance. These are all pillars and aspects of your life that shape who you are, who you become, So learn about yourself, learn about what you like and allocate your money accordingly. So to summarize this last section here, tips on how to embrace solitude and learn how to be your own best friend, curate routines in your life. I have a whole episode on routines. Set intentional alone time where you're doing some type of activity and don't be afraid to invest in yourself and really elevate your life while you're going through this period of time. So with that, I'm going to end this episode. I hope, you know, somebody out there, learn something here, or can benefit from this. Um, If you have questions, if you relate, comments, want to talk about it, let me know. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please go leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Kind review. If you have constructive criticism, I'd appreciate it if you could send it to me in a DM or an email. And with that, I will catch you next week. Bye.